You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country. Hi everyone, Annie here for Showreel, a look at some of the things going on in the moving image world in Australia. Today we are having a chat with Anna Bazookas about the Setting Sun Film Festival. This developing film festival phenomenon offers a showcase for filmmakers showcasing the western side of Melbourne and has been developing broader opportunities for local and international filmmakers. Following our chat with the Setting Sun Film Festival director... We hear from web series producer Mon and a continuing web series called The Formal, a local production which has now reached its fourth season. First, some community announcements. Anna Bazookas has been behind the film festival, Setting Sun Film Festival, which has been building momentum in its efforts to showcase the wonders of the west of Melbourne. Today we chat about the new Vistas now made available for aspiring filmmakers. Uh, let's start off with uh, about Setting Sun Festival and how it's been going and uh, what's been going on for this year. Okay, so we're getting ready to do our 10th festival in 2023 and we're just collecting films and trying to develop a program that um, will be you know, really great for the 10th anniversary. So we've got a few things coming up in the works that I think people will really enjoy. Um, I don't want to say too much yet because we're still just in the planning stages, but we are, we have got some exciting things coming up. And so at the moment you're calling for people to put in their films. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of diversity in the uh, Setting Sun program. So uh, can you give some my listeners some of the uh, kind of films that you're looking for? Yeah, so, well, we, we have... A, we run a really big... The festival's predominantly a short film festival. It started as a short film festival. And we have um, awards and categories for best film by a filmmaker. That's like the oldest film, female filmmaker program. We have um, awards to recognise films that promote the best cultural on-screen diversity. Um, by cultural diversity, it can be anything from sexuality, gender, multicultural, religion, age, just the full spectrum of diversity um we have a good a strong youth section that we've been running for many years now um yeah we have lots of different categories for documentaries narrative um films international we have best australian we have animation um we have a category for indigenous filmmakers and um international films and we also have feature films so last year we we normally try and screen one feature at, um, at the Sun Theatre with a Q&A for the filmmaker and we look for 
as sort of an independently made, it doesn't have to be independently made, but they're generally independently made, Australian-made features, and we sort of premiere it down to the sun. Um, last year we had a few of them that we put online. So the last few years we've been running an online festival at the sort of the conclusion of the physical festival. So we have some events. Um, so, yeah, we have screenings at um, the Sun Theatre, Kindred Studios, and we've also started using the Greek Centre in Melbourne at Lonsdale Street in the Greek Precinct. We've got a partnership with the um, Athens Short Film Festival and we've um, ran a sold-out um, program of films from the Athens Short Film Festival last year. So we're looking forward to doing that again. So lots of um, good things coming up. Well, that's, that's really extraordinary, isn't it? Because when you began, it was to focus the creativity of the, the week and it's really yeah. ballooned, hasn't it? Yeah, it was just really about... Um, we just didn't have a film festival out here and, you know, we've got a lot of film uh, makers living out here. So it was really just about, you know, just having a film festival in our area and just something for our filmmakers. And then it just kind of, you know, very quickly within a few years just sort of um, grew and grew and grew and now it's a much bigger festival. It's, you know, international and, um, yeah, so it's great. Um, you must have learned a lot over the years. I have, yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously I've never never put on a festival before, so that was probably a very big learning curve. Um, I have judged in festivals and I do have sort of filmmaking, um, some filmmaking experience and qualifications. So I've got some idea and I do have some event management. So it was a combination of all of those things together. It kind of worked and um, was I, you know, I was able to put the festival together. Plus I've had people helping me and guiding me along the way. Yeah, obviously it shows that there was a real need. There was a real need here, yeah. I mean, yeah, because there just wasn't, there just wasn't, yeah, there wasn't a film festival out here. So we all had to, if you wanted to enjoy a film festival and you lived in the western suburbs, you pretty much had to go to, you know, over the bridge and to go to St Kilda or to Mif or to any of the other festivals. But I think the last 10 years has um, been a real proliferation of, festivals in Melbourne, film festivals. It's really, um, really a lot more than um, when I first started. Yeah, yeah, really grown. And I, one of the things that stands out for, to me for the Setting Sun Film Festival is the amount of partnerships that you've grown over the time. Yeah, so it goes up and down because doing the festival, um, so like I have a day job, so I do. So it goes up and down the amount of partnerships, but I've had a really how much I can um, – dedicate to that but I've had a really stable um, group of sponsors that being um, the council obviously have been there since the beginning of um, basically without their support the festival wouldn't have survived this long um, we've also got some theatre they've been fantastic support there again Kindred Studios um, Deakin University for the second year back we also have um a new sponsor this year, Real World Financial Services. Um, they're going to um, be donating $2,500 to the um, best film, whether that's international or Australian. So that's exciting. Well, it is. It's always exciting yeah. to, get, to be. I mean, it's that's exciting. A pretty to big get... prize has gone up. Yeah, yeah. So we're yeah. really excited to have them on board. Um, yeah, so that's something. You know, we look forward to, you know, seeing like, you know, all the films and seeing, you know, what can come as a result of that um, prize. So when do people have to have their films in by? 
And how long do the films have to be? Um, well, we, for short films, we take up to um, up to forty minutes uh, for a short film, and the end of um, the thirty first of January is the deadline. Okay, and is so the deadline, yeah, next year, two thousand and twenty three. And uh, they do that online, don't they? I mean, they tell us about the website and how they access it, North Brisbane. <laughs> So you can you can go straight to Film Film, film Freeway. Um, we have an, an account and a page there. So it's just you can just go Setting Sun Short Film Festival and Film Freeway, and you'll find the our entry page. Or you can go straight to our website, which is um, settingsun.com.au, and just follow the links. There's a sort of a link there that tells you how to submit your film. And that, they'll just take you to um, Film Freeway. But there's all the information there about the different programs and the different awards, and there's, an, you know, you can subscribe to our newsletter and all that stuff. So, uh, is there an entry fee? Yes, there is. It's um, twenty-five dollars for secondary students, um, forty-two dollars for uh, everyone else, and then the feature filmmakers it's sixty-five dollars. Okay, well, that's completely affordable, I would have thought, if uh, in people... Well, our fees haven't changed at all in, um, in 10 years. So, um, I mean, I think there's been a slight increase because I think, you know, Film Freeway obviously charges their, charges a fee but our, on top of ours, but our fee's the same. Our fee's been, you know, pretty stable the whole festival. Okay, and the other, and the other thing is that um, in the... Because of COVID, you uh, did a online festival, and now, of course, you you've uh, taken the opportunity to do a a kind of a hybrid festival. So, um, how do people who want to come and see the uh, festival when it's on uh, get their tickets and stuff like that? Okay, well, generally, you you can just do them online. There'll be you can do them online from our website. The um, the online festival is free, but you will need to sort of um, just get uh, like a, you know like a ticket, but it's free it, just to get the code because it's not on our website. It's on through Vimeo, so you just need to register for that, so we can send you all the details to how to access um, the films. Um, obviously, we can't manage. We can't do the online festival on our website. We have to use a, a, a streaming portal the streaming service portal but otherwise that's all you need to do all the information is um, available via the website do you get a lot of interest from overseas we get a lot of films from overseas yeah yeah i've got um yeah you've got quite a lot at the moment yeah we do every year enough so that we've got a category um to give the best film um you know to have a category of films last year we ran i think it was two uh, foreign film sections, two foreign film programs online, as well as we programmed a few into the physical sessions as well, into the, the local filmmaker sessions. And then we have the Greek program, but we do get a lot of interest. The Greek program is pretty interesting. Tell us about that a bit. Um, okay, well, that's... Um, well, it's pretty much Sadokokolo is the name of the Athens... International Short Film Festival and so what we do is we just usually send over our winning films we give our, um, and then they send us um, some of their winning films and we just screen each other's films. It started because we have a pretty big 
uh, Greek-speaking community here in Melbourne. And um, I just thought it would be really good to provide something for that community. So um, we started that partnership. So last year we also did an Italian language Italian-Australian language program. So we had a lot of Italian-Australian filmmakers and a lot of films from Italy. And we did that down at the Sun Theatre. That was very popular. That sold out as well as the um, Greek program. So, yeah, it's just, um, just a way of meeting the needs of different people in the community who aren't used to seeing films from their, in their language. Yeah, and modern ones. And uh, the other thing that should be mentioned is that your support of... Uh, secondary schools and all those budding filmmakers coming out of our secondary schools? Yeah, so we do have a long, um, we have um, always run a youth program. So we've got a few primary school films as well, as secondary school films. So we get some really great um, films that come in. We've had a lot of top screen winners and a lot of um a lot of the best secondary school films um, screen at our festival as well. So last year we put that online. That was quite popular. We had a lot of, um, you know, kids tuning in, a lot of people tuning in to watch that. And just it's just really great to see how many talented young filmmakers there are out there. They just you sit there and you think some of these kids are 16, 17, and they do incredible animation and claymations and documentaries that, you know, really, really far really advanced for their age yeah but it's also great that there's an opportunity to share it with everybody yeah i think so too they they seem to enjoy it they've um i mean the last few years it's been online but it's always been a very popular physical event as well so just to recap people need to get their films in by the 31st of january to be part of setting sun this year that's right. So we'll be at multi-venue and online. Um, yeah, we have a, you know great prizes, including that two and a half thousand for the best film um, as our tenth anniversary, um, you know, special prize. So yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, thanks for talking to us today, Anna. No problem. Thank you. Friends of the Earth Food Co-op is open. Get fresh produce and support local farmers and keep our grassroots community thriving through these unusual times. Organic veggie boxes and click and collect now available. Visit www.foefood.org slash click collect to place your orders. Or pop in store at 312 Smith Street and see how we're adapting with our new physical distancing layout. Shop organic and buy local. Made easy at Friends of the Earth. A proud 3CR supporter. You're with Annie on Showreel, and we now move on from our chat with Anna Bazoukas from the Setting Sun Film Festival to The Formal, which started as a project for up-and-coming filmmakers Hannah and Mon, where they could bring their talents as producers, directors and actors to the scene. Now in their fourth season, Mon talks to me about the experience of running a successful web series. Well, I watched the uh, latest episode of The Formal. I, I'm fascinated to find out more about your uh, filmic background before we get on to the actual series. 
Yeah, great. Thanks for watching. So tell me, how did you get into filmmaking? So, yeah, I mean, I just always wanted to uh, get into it. I've always loved it. Initially wanted to just be an actor, but then realised I kind of wanted to be behind the camera as well. And, uh, yeah, so I went to university in Sydney, went to Afters, the film school, and that's where I met Hannah, who's also in the formal and makes the formal with me. And yes, we met at uni and sort of just started making stuff and haven't stopped, really. Well, the um, formal, of course, is uh, uh, almost slapstick, but lots of with lots of humour and lots of heart. Um, mm. But because it's a web series, that gives you perfect entree into that, isn't it? The, in front of camera as well as behind. Exactly, yeah. It's been cool because we've been able to sort of produce and write and direct um, and act, uh, which has been amazing. It's cool doing something uh, for the online world because, yeah, you're able to do sort of all those different roles and um, make it happen. So it's been really cool. So it's very immediate. Um, It's not as immediate as you'd think. I mean... The um, once we start posting the episodes, it all feels having the immediate sort of um, audience there and seeing comments so quickly. That's um, been amazing, and that's always really immediate. But it does take us, you know, six months roughly to sort of do a season. Um, so it's it feels slow and then it feels all very quick. <laughs> wow, that's amazing though. Uh, so the se- the first season was uh, four episodes? The first season was ten. Ten, um, okay, great. Yeah, they're all, they've, one to three are all ten episodes um, and then this fourth season is six episodes but they're all a bit longer. Ah, right. So you, you've been living with this for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. We um, have been doing it for the last couple years um, and this latest season, season four, that we're putting on YouTube is our last one that we're going to do. Yeah, so uh, uh, is it autobiographical or did you guys just decide um, that this was what you were going to do? Yeah, no, it's not autobiographical. It's sort of the... Um, kind of idea came from a very very small idea that um from Hannah's life when at her formal someone ordered like a whole lot of pizzas to the formal and so we were talking about that once and then it sort of that's honestly how the idea sort of formed and we decided it would be a cute kind of rom-com to see to high schoolers planning their formal and kind of falling in love along the way. And also, of course, it uh, deals with a whole lot of uh, different types of characters and a whole lot mm. of different uh, uh, objectives. Although, it, it, you know, like there's a lot of characters who are queer, there's people who are um, have uh, same-sex interest and uh, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But in actual fact, it just it, – it, holds all of those things in the the palm of the conventional rom-com, as you said. It, it's quite fantastic. Yeah. You do a great job. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we wanted to just make it a rom-com and um, the kind of the only thing that's different is that they are two girls and that, you know, it is very much, you know, in a world, well, yeah, it's 
it's all very accepting and we didn't want to really make a story that was, um, I guess, calling out too much of the homophobia that does exist. We just wanted to make sort of a fun um, rom-com, yeah, about these two high school girls. That's why it's so successful, though. It, it's really funny. It, it, you <laughs> actually um, spend an awful lot of time on character development. Would that be true? Absolutely, yeah. That's something we've always kind of just naturally done. I think we just love um, kind of characters and putting them in funny situations or yeah seeing what they would do so it's it's very character driven and yeah and so tell me um the the dialogue's really great it's very sharp and um mm-hmm. you, you don't waste anybody's time i mean you have yeah. i mean you have a situation that's set up but then a whole mm. range of other things happen around it based on mm. what's happening and how the different characters respond to it yeah so the yeah, format. Uh, yeah, that was something we thought about um, very early on because when we started making it, TikTok, um, you could only post one minute. So we knew that the episodes had to be not a second over one minute long. And um, so that's kind of, yeah, how we managed with the format. It was basically every episode there planning something for the formal and then there's also something going on um, subtextually as well that they're dealing with that maybe not might not be on the surface but is bubbling bubbling away so, so it's got yeah. this cliffhanger, cliffhanger and suspense involved in the timeliness of it all yeah exactly yeah, yeah, very. It's very clever, very well put together. Um, and as you you said that it take, took how many? How long did it take to do one episode? Would you say? Um, well, we we make a season at a time generally, and so that's ten episodes. And it takes yeah a few good four to six months with getting the funding, and then you know putting it all together, shooting it, and then editing it. It's yeah, it's about six months. I so, so what you're what you're saying is that you you do it as a season, and then mm. when you do the edit, you make it into the capsules of each episode. Yeah, so ten episodes mm. is a season in our but in our how, eyes. But that's how you think about it. That's what you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ah, cool, cool. Okay, that's really fascinating. Um, mm. um, the other, the other thing is that uh, you're, both you and Hannah have now moved on to more conventional um, roles in the film industry, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, we've been trying to, um, you know, have a million different hats, I think, and we're, we're still doing that and definitely want to stay in the online world. We're developing something um, that we're going to be putting on YouTube after we finish with the formal as well. So... We're yeah trying to to keep making stuff for the audience who like the formal and stay online, but also develop some other things and yeah see where see what we can do. So uh, doing doing this series online has mm. given you an entree to other things. I mean you've done the study that gives you the entree, but obviously doing hands on gives you a calling card, but. Also, mm. there's this, an enormous amount of freedom in doing this, isn't there? Yeah, there's there's so much freedom. It's been 
amazing. Like we can truly um, kind of do whatever, you know, we set our sights on to an extent. I mean, this season, season four, we've done an animated episode and that was something that, you know, I didn't expect for the series or when we first started, but is something that I've always wanted to do and we've um, been able to do it. So that was kind of a dream and, yeah, it's been cool as we've kind of managed to... Um, I guess, dream stuff up and then make it happen. <laughs> yeah. So it's a bit like music, isn't it? It's like you come up with a riff and then you follow it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, right. It's That's really fascinating. Um, can people see the back episodes? Yeah, so to watch season one to three or the beginning, we um, have it on TikTok and you just have to search for the formal series. And you don't even need the TikTok app to watch it. Just search the formal series and um, you can watch it on your browser if you don't have the app. And for season four, which is coming out weekly now, it comes out every Wednesday at 8 on 8 a.m., I should say, on YouTube. And it's um, our handle is at Mon and Han. So that's where you find us and watch the new episodes. So did you find that uh, getting um, funding was difficult? Because I noticed you did get some straightforward funding, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So the first season we did it through a competition that TikTok held um, where, yeah, you had to do a, a pilot episode and you could win a bit of funding. And we did that and got the funding and then um, – Seasons two to four now have all been funded by Screen Australia. Ah. So they've been really supportive of us and of the idea and, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, thanks very much for talking to me and more strength to your arm. Fantastic. Good work. Thank you. Thanks so much, Annie. That's it for Showreel this week. Next week in this summer season of programs on 3CR, I go back in the vault to showcase a local success, the film The Lost City of Melbourne, still able to be seen at the Nova. We talk with Gus Berger about his COVID project, which has captivated local audiences. Until then, keep safe and keep listening. Rum is the dance of love. Look at me like you're in love. Love is in the air. Everywhere I look around. Love is in the air. Every sight and every sound. And I don't know where
Listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.